The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss automating awareness. Joining us is Bear Wade, who is a marketing consultant and CEO of Unify Creative Agency, which is a marketing studio based in St. Louis, Missouri, that does brand building for businesses of all sizes. And today, Bear and I are going to discuss five ways to unify your marketing. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Bear Wade, marketing consultant and the CEO of the Unify Creative Agency. Bear, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Ben. Excited to finally have you on the show. We've been dancing around for a couple of months here, lots for us to talk about today. Yay, we got together. All right, everybody, thanks. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bear, we got to talk about awareness. So this series of episodes we're going to talk today and tomorrow a little bit about marketing automation, awareness. You do a couple different things, digital, web, and print. So let's start off at the top. Since you're a marketer that does both digital and sort of offline, out-of-home style marketing, talk to me about some of the ways that you can unify your marketing efforts. Well, first, I'll mention why you should. Basically, it's to help you get more viewers, get their attention. You know, we're in the attention-getting business all business owners are. And the big thing for me is if you look like you have your stuff together, people take you more seriously. So the idea of came from, I was making in a documentary that has been airing on PBS for the last 10 years. And the way I did it, being a nobody filmmaker, was that I was able to make the film look like it was a film before I was done with the actual film. And the way I did that was through these five steps. Hang on. You made the film look like a film before the film was a film. That's exactly what it is. Meaning that I could have been working on shooting and editing the film like you could be working on your business and in your business. But I had to stop for a second and say, what is this story about? I need to create some sort of logo and website and some print material to send out to all the people that might possibly air it. So I pushed pause on the actual production and worked on telling people what it was about and trying to create a presence online that made it look like the movie was done, <laughs> even though I was still editing it. So that's a lot of where my kind of background comes from when I'm helping businesses grow is if you build your marketing in the right order, you can save a bunch of time and money and heartache. So 
where that came from was after telling business owners over and over, you got to unify your marketing, you got to make it all look the same. So the video on your website looks like it was designed not by the video guy, but by the website person. And the brochure has to look like the website, which looks like the video. And so a lot of business owners, they're hiring out those separate entities or the separate media, and then none of them look related to one another. Okay, so first off, it sounds like we got a classic fake it till you make it here. Look at how wonderful this movie is. Here's a clip or two that we've done, and we're going to make it seem like it's done. Then you can do some testing and validation to see if it's resonating with the target audience you're trying to reach. You mentioned you've got a process here, the five steps for unifying your marketing. So walk me through, now that we understand why unification is important, what your five steps are. So the five steps are first you want to define and basically you're taking your brand script or saying and writing out what makes you unique and why people should buy your service. You want to work on your brand identity, which is your logo, brand colors, then work on your brand media. So some sort of authentic photography and a video that is basically your brand script, but put into video form so people can understand what it is you sell, either a service or a product and why they should buy it from you. All right. So you're style guiding and you're not just saying, all right, here's my logo. Here's how to use the logo, wherever the marks are. You're going in and doing sort of the foundational marketing of the description of who we are, what we stand for, what our products are, why we exist. And that should lead into what your brand marks are, what the rest of your creative, your color pack looks like. Talk to me about the rest of your steps. So the second step is building. So you're going to build your pricing structure if you don't have that quite dialed in yet. So people that are looking to purchase from you know what that structure is. You want to work on your website, your social media, and your print media after that. So it's all about building that foundation that now you can do because you've defined what your stuff looks like. So lots of people think building their website is first when you're building a business besides like registering the name and stuff. But it's really quite a ways down the road if you want to do it in a streamlined way. After that, it's growing, which is step three. You want to grow your customer list, work on lead gen, and come up with some campaign initiatives, what I call it. So if you have a Mother's Day sale or you know a Black Friday sale or whatever those things are that you're trying to specifically push or communicate to people to buy, you want to define what those are. Okay, so we got two steps there, which after you've done the basic blocking and tackling of defining what your brand stands for, you're going to start building, right? You're building the foundational assets. You mentioned your website. I'm assuming there's probably some social media accounts there as well. Put your presence out and then you go into the list building, the marketing part. It seems like that's kind of the all of the marketing, right? You, hey, we're going to figure out who we are. We're going to build a website, a couple of social handles. We're going to start getting people to follow it and hopefully click and buy some stuff. Isn't that the end of the road? Sometimes it is, but I think there's more to it. The fourth one is ongoing. So like you, I'm big on creating content over and over and pushing it out to people, just like your podcast, which you have mentioned, you have 1300 episodes, which is amazing. But once you define what that content pipeline is, you want to define who your team is that's going to help you publish that. So if you have an editor, a graphic designer, a website designer, social media manager, just get all those stakeholders defined and figure out who's going to come up with the ideas, who's going to approve the ideas. If you're going to have somebody uh, photograph or make video content or have a graphic designer make stuff, define all that process and then come up with a content schedule. So 
you know, Ben, that this episode is going to come out on a certain date in the future because you still have to have it edited. And then you're going to maybe write some copy get it to your website and then publish it out. So you want to think about that ahead of time and create some leeway between when you come up with an idea and when you publish it, because we all want to be as business owners on that proverbial beach while stuff is still coming, posting to our prospective clients. Yes, you're right. We do know when this episode will be published September 1st. (laughs) I knew it. Hey, we're real organized. What can I tell you? But it's also a quick turnaround. That's like nine days from now. So you're talking about not only building the foundation of your marketing efforts, what's the sort of static stuff, but now there's the stuff that lives on and sort of helps to develop your brand in the eyes of your consumers, right? Ways that they can continue to engage with them. It basically feels like this type of content strategy you're talking about is more about nurture than it is lead generation, right? How do you stay in front of your audience once they've been exposed to some of the basic foundational stuff like your website or your social handles? You got to keep publishing content to keep it fresh. What's the fifth step here in your strategy to unify your marketing? The fifth step is scaling. So you want to analyze what's working and what's not. Maybe what you're doing on TikTok is working and maybe what you're doing doesn't apply so well to YouTube shorts or whatever it is. So you're trying to analyze all those social channels and figuring out what's working and what's not and tweak accordingly. Then you want to work on service fulfillment. So once you start getting orders, you want to make sure that you can keep up with those orders. We have a client right now who the marketing is going great, but now they're getting backlogged with getting stuff out to their buyer. And we all know places like Amazon and Prime, we can get something in two days. This idea of good service has to do with your brand. So you want to make sure that you can deliver in a timely manner with good quality at the price you said. So that's something that we want to make sure you focus on or at least continue to dial in and tweak. So all of this sounds logical. It makes sense that you focus on what you want to be, who you're going to talk to, You build out your foundation, you've got some sort of static elements, you build the content strategy on top of that. And then finally, you're thinking about scaling, right? Doing things consistently and making sure that your business is operating effectively. I'm going to throw a monkey wrench at you. Throw it. There's a rule of thumb that you want your brand to look consistent across all marketing channels. But then there's also the notion that your brand should be adaptable to what is right for the audience you're trying to reach in a specific channel. You mentioned, well, we might have content that's great for YouTube or for TikTok, but it doesn't perform at YouTube. I'll take a different example. We've got a podcast that marketers like, but our newsletter is short form content like our podcast and people want long form content. So what we're doing is not necessarily working. How do you build in this sort of static infrastructure, the unified version of your marketing, but also have it be flexible enough to be relevant and interesting in the appropriate channel where your audience is? I don't necessarily have an answer to that other than I bet the topic with which you're speaking about still works. It's the format and level of polish that could possibly or the formatting of it that could be refined to meet how that viewer takes in that information. So like you're saying, this long form content, people love that. Well, they were looking for long form content in the form of a podcast, and that's why they like it. But if you're trying to, let's say, get on TikTok, which is exactly the opposite of long form content, you're trying to then figure out how to have such a quick hook at the beginning and serve their pain points in the quickest way possible, that type of thing. You might have the same topics like, what we're doing here, trying to talk about our five unified steps, 
there might be a different way to use that same topic, but it would have to be shaped for that vehicle. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. What I'm hearing from you is that that sort of foundational work you do up front is more about understanding who you're trying to reach and what you're trying to say. It doesn't do things like dictate long form versus short form. And when you get farther and farther away into your steps, you need your marketing strategies to be somewhat adaptable, right? There is some nuance here into when we say unification, I want my brand like, no, I don't want people changing the color of the MarTech podcast logo when they publish it on their website. I always want the blue and green M because that's the mark that we've sort of built and hopefully have some recognition from. I don't want it to be pink and purple when you put it on your website. On the flip side, it can be larger, it can be small. People can put the logo as an overlay on a video or it can be a flat image. You have to have some sort of adaptation of your marketing strategy. So help me think about where do we draw the line when it comes to unification? How rigid do you want your brand to be for people that are developing new brands or multiple brands, creating your guidelines? Where do you allow for flexibility and what are the rules where you're like, no, no soup for you. This brand is going to be this way. This is how we say things and this is what it looks like. I think if it's working, you want to stick to it. If it's not working, I'm definitely for evolving or being a little more malleable in your rules because for some reason isn't right yet. So I'm big on keeping the visual identity pretty much defined, like you were saying about not having your logo be pink and purple, but keeping the font the same. And if you have it stacked below the M logo, you know, you want to have that. Or if you have a version where it's more horizontal, just defining those up front so you can have those versions that still look definitely like your brand, but not necessarily specifically, I don't know, tweakable or mess upable. I think having those guidelines are really helpful. 
you know, at the end of the day, when you're thinking about scaling your marketing efforts, we do want brand consistency. It's incredibly important for people to understand that they know what they can expect from you, from your organization, from your products and services. And by portraying a consistent image, you build the reputation, you get all that frequency that you're having, all the reach and it's sort of piling up the number of impressions for the same thing, which helps solidify your brand in your customer's mind. On the flip side, you need to be somewhat adaptable when you think about what is the right effect, what's the right experience, what's the right cadence of marketing for different channels. I totally agree. Having a podcast come out every hour would be too much. <laughs> Trust me, even daily is pushing it. 1,300 episodes in. It is a lot. And that's part of that defining your content pipeline, your content schedule is saying what is realistic for us right now, knowing that if you can get a podcast out once a week, that's amazing. If you can get it out once a day, that's nuts. Do you hear me, Ben? That's nuts. <laughs> if you can do it once a month, that's a great place to start. And so I recommend starting small and trying to get used to it as a business owner or as somebody who's in marketing and give it a shot and see what you want to tweak and get some feedback and see if it's resonating with people and go from there. Figure it out from there. You know, I've always said that you don't get blog famous from one blog post. Yeah. <laughs> you do have to try an experiment. You also have to have some patience and understand the time it takes and the amount of content it takes for a specific marketing channel to become mature. And as you're thinking about your brand, it's not only understanding who your customers are, who your company is, what you want to say to them. It's finding the right channels and understanding not only the content strategy, but the content volume you need to be able to evaluate maturity. And those are some of the things that are going to help you not only be a unified marketing team, but also be adaptable to market conditions. So Ben, I have a question for you. How do you know when you've given it a good run and it's time to pivot versus knowing that I haven't given this a long enough run and I need to stick to it and be consistent? I think my answer is three words, advice, data, and intuition. When I'm thinking about cultivating a new channel, I'm going to go talk to some other people who are running it to understand how long it took for them to scale their efforts. When I was starting a podcast, somebody told me that you can make more than beer money after 10,000 downloads a month. So I kind of had an idea of what credibility was going into the show. So I started the MarTech podcast and didn't have any downloads, right? The first couple episodes were 50, 60, 70 downloads. And then we looked at some data that the second point, I realized that people were consuming about 25% of the hour-long episodes that I was producing. So what did we do? We cut the hour-long episodes in half and people were consuming 50%. And then we cut them in half again and people were consuming 95%. So all of a sudden I had a higher amount of content, better adoption, more downloads, more consistency, and a larger following. And we repeated the playbook and there was sort of intuition that what we were doing felt right. We got some data from it and we tried to scale it with other podcasts. And guess what? Those podcasts didn't always work. And so at some point you sit there and you say, is this a good use of my time? Am I getting enough bang for my buck? Do I want to do this? And that's really where your judgment as a business owner works. But get some advice, look at your performance data and stop and reflect and figure out if it's what you want to do. Yeah. I sometimes think that I only use one of those of your holy trinity. <laughs> I use just intuition or like my attention span. It's like, that was a good run. Well, let's move on. Ooh, shiny squirrel, you know, like <laughs> shiny object syndrome. So that's a great feedback to think about those three. 
we all do that and we still do it here where we've got the martech podcast and then we were doing a newsletter and then we we're doing a newsletter in social and then we were thinking about doing events and now we're going to do a community and I've publicly stated we're going to do 15 different marketing activities to promote our content and community, and we've probably done about five. So everybody has shiny object syndrome. It does take a little bit of discipline and planning. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Bear Wade, a marketing consultant and the CEO of the Unified Creative Agency. Join us again tomorrow when Bear and I continue our conversation talking about ways that you can automate awareness with digital web and print media. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Bear, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile on our show notes, or you could visit his company's website, which is unify-agency.com, U-N-I-F-Y-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.